Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Welcome back to another episode of Between You and Me. Today, I am joined with Nikki here. Hey, hey. What's going on, everybody? So, disclaimer for Nikki is that she has a... I got a little bit of a stuffy situation. A little stuffy nose and a um, deviated septum. Yes, I do. We just diagnosed. Yeah, we diagnosed that Nikki has a deviated septum and she can't breathe normally. Yeah, so if you hear a... Just know. (laughs) Just know that that's what it is. (laughs) And it's not anybody else in the room. It's just us. All right, so as per usual, we're going to start off with some fun stories of our friendship and how we became friends and how we are here to this day together. Yeah, it's been how many years now? Since grade nine, right? What am I counting? <laughs> I just memories. started counting nine, ten, eleven, twelve. First year, second year, third year, fourth. Fifth. We're technically in fifth, so nine now years. Now we're in six. Six? Yeah. This is sixth year? Yeah. Because I, I did five years How old am I? Wait, wait this is, no. what day is it? This is, this is fifth. Technically, fifth year out of high school. 2017. Oh my gosh. Wait, wait, am wait. I losing my mind? Oh, six. Where did you get that? I think I'm thinking school years. But t- yeah, so outside of high school, we graduated 2017. Oh, you're thinking years, years. 2018, 19, 20, 21. Okay, you know what? We, are, we are 23 and we met when we were... Yeah, that's five. 15. No, four, 14. 14, 15. Like literally 14. the day that I walked in, I saw you. Yeah. The very first day. Yeah. And Miss Divine's old. English class. For real. IB, guys. Oh, my gosh. Okay, so here's the background story. This is actually funny. <laughs> it's really, really funny. It's a little funny. <laughs> no, it's actually funny. So this is literally, Nikki was, like, one of the first people that I think I, like, talked to, maybe, mm-hmm. when I moved to Canada, first day of school. I walk in, I hop into English class, IB, grade nine, English class. I sit down, whatever, the class is over. And I think you might have talked to me, right? I think so. I can't remember if it was the first day, but I remember seeing you. I thought yeah. you were pretty. I remember. I was like, oh, that girl's pretty. Aww. Yeah. Bro, I remember like just knowing that I wanted to be your friend because I'm like, okay, she's new. Like, let me be nice and like yeah. invite her to lunch or something. Mm-hmm. Like, see what's going on. Because that's what happened. You asked me to like have lunch with you or something yeah. like that. And then we didn't talk. <laughs> and then... Everything went downhill from there. I can't remember, to be honest. Like, I feel like in grade nine, we still talk to each other now and then. I think so. But, like, like I became friends with, like, a different group of girls. Yeah. For the most part. But then in the summer, I remember we hung out and stuff like that. Yeah. But we weren't, like, super, super close. And then grade 10, 11, 12 (laughs) was when I think internally and subconsciously I grew a hatred towards you. (laughs) Guys, frenemies. (laughs) Boom. we actually we were we were that trope from oh my from God. enemies to lovers that's Wait, for us. real yeah because no one probably would have expected like the people that actually knew yeah us and like the two different sides of like our hatred yeah, i know <laughs> they would have probably never expected us to be it's friends. funny because it's like hatred for like no reason either yeah like that one really was like deep-rooted like ego hatred like, i don't know where that one came from to be honest but oh it also God. wasn't like hatred i was just like oh i don't like that girl it wasn't like oh my god i fucking hate you Really? Thank God. <laughs> I didn't hate. I, there I was remember, nothing for me to hate, truly. Yeah, I remember questioning all the time, being like, why does she hate me? Why does really? she hate me? Yeah. Oh, it actually makes me feel bad. <laughs> I'm so sorry. <laughs> Don't worry, we talked about this. <laughs> guys, 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 let's not get into it. <laughs> yeah. No, yeah, that one was a weird one on my part. I think it came from the fact that, like, you were, like, you introduced yourself to me, you were nice to me, and then you, like, didn't really, like, try to hang out with me that much. 
yeah something along those lines or like maybe like you didn't i feel like you didn't like try enough to like hang out or like talk to me as much and you were like in your like other friend group and whatever and then we just like stopped talking and i was like oh okay fuck this girl (laughs) for the rest of high school (laughs) for literally the rest of high school fudge you girly yeah Yeah. but then my our other friends became friends became closer with you hello am i saying it right because Wait, we had, I was close we, with like Dorsa. Yes. yes. And then you were close with Nilu. Yes. And then And they're best friends. Exactly. So then they were hanging out with you and then me, but then we me and you never really wanted to hang out together. Oh my god. Or maybe I'll speak for myself. I didn't want to hang out with you. Oh my god. Do you remember like the the whole prom situation? Too? Oh my gosh, yeah. <gasps> I'm so dramatic. Honestly, I look back at those times of myself and I'm like, what's wrong with me? It was like, yeah, bro, we were like complete different yeah, people. Like literally like children. Yeah. And I'd like held on to that for like way too long. <laughs> There's like no, like you didn't do one bad thing to me. <laughs> Remember like, we literally, our two, our groups like split up. Yeah. But it's all for the plot. Like it's all I know, funny it really memory was now. For the plot. Yeah. Do you have like a memory of when you feel like we became friends? I'm trying to think. I really feel like I remember feeling a moment yeah. where I was like, okay, wait what's going on are we about to kiss right yeah now? <laughs> like hold the fucking phone um do you think it was prom cotty i was gonna say yeah that. yeah i think it was where i was like because i feel like i really warmed up to you there. yeah i'm like well shit like <laughs> she ain't so bad <laughs> literally not so bad after all yeah. <laughs> i think it was that moment yeah, yeah, I was going to say the same too. So that's like all the way, like three years through high school that we just kind of like didn't really fuck with each other. Yeah. And then grade 12, graduated, went to our prom cotty. We were basically forced to be in the same room. Oh my God. Not forced, but just because like we had we the same rooming. friends. Yeah. So we needed to be like staying in the same room. And then we bonded. Yeah. And then after that, I feel like we were just kind of like cool with each other and like always hang out exactly. with like the whole group literally it's just been uphill from there it has it's been an uphill battle that's really sure. actually has but wow like so much has happened i know it's crazy we've just grown up like crazy like we're adult women now and yeah. we were like little babies then oh my oh, god it's kind of cute know, right? it's actually been seven eight nine years yeah, right nine years of knowing but like a little bit oh, less wait, of yeah. those oh, years wait. we were friends oh, for yeah, I forgot. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. By the yeah. way, guys, Nikki made me a tea. So if you hear a little tea in yeah, the background. I was actually going to take a sip while you are too. Yeah. That's... <sighs> nice. For the sinuses. <laughs> Clear out the sinuses, baby. All right. <clears throat> so what I thought would be a good idea for me and Nikki to talk about today was kind of dive into attachment styles and break it down a little bit for you guys and then talk about our experiences when it comes to relationships friendships whatever it might be and the attachment styles that go along with it because i feel like me and nikki specifically have conversations about this every like, day literally every day like it's wild the amount of conversations we've had about this it's like minutes of voice notes yes like two three minutes multiple voice notes we're like i just think that da, 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 da. and i'm like you know what i think this would be like a perfect yeah he's like, he's like this because he grew up like this <laughs> and he's scared of this so I'm like this would literally be the perfect conversation to have and i think it's really interesting for people that might not know even what their own attachment style is and how it affects you obviously we're not um scientists or whatever like relationship yeah. therapists because this is literally just based on our own knowledge what we've learned and that's it yeah and our own like personal experiences mm-hmm. like that's it yeah So basically, I wanted to give you guys a little rundown of different attachment styles before because we're going to be talking about all of them or for like some of them. And um, I want to make sure that I give you guys the right information. So starting off with a secure attachment style, which I think is what everybody's goal is, is to have a secure attachment style. That's basically a healthy balance of independence and relying on others and a healthy ability to trust, view yourself and others positively healthy communication, emotional intimacy, strong self-worth and confidence. Wow. Sounds pretty nice, right? (laughs) Sounds like a great one. Sounds like I'm trying to get there. (laughs) Then we have the avoidant attachment. Boo. (laughs) Don't ring my line if you're this one. Do not hit me up. (laughs) 
viewing yourself positively but others in a negative light pushing others away having trust issues and feeling like you don't need anyone Ugh. Yeah. craving emotional intimacy but feeling uncomfortable when you get it extremely independent okay cool anxious attachment style right here baby <laughs> overwhelming fear of being alone needing constant reassurance jealousy over possessiveness and neediness viewing yourself negatively but others in a positive way highly sensitive to others emotional states and then there's one called disorganized attachment style i haven't heard that one maybe that's also fearful that one i've heard of i'm not too familiar yeah this is a negative view of yourself and others, finding it hard to maintain relationships, dissociating often, feeling unworthy and helpless, unpredictable behavior. So these okay. are all kind of like broad explanations. Obviously, if you fit with any one of these attachment styles, you don't have to like fit with every single description of it. So after the explanation of those, I think it's important to note who we think we are in True. those. What do you think you are? So as we've spoken about many times, mm -hmm. I feel like it depends for me personally who I'm with, mm -hmm. which may actually be a really, really bad thing <laughs> that it kind of depends on who I'm with because then like, I don't even know, it's very easily influenced. Yeah. Because like in my past experience, when I was like with someone very, who made me feel kind of very secure mm -hmm. and nothing to be anxious about, um... I felt like I had a secure attachment for like a very, very long time. Yeah. And then with like a recent experience, and by the way, when I say very long time, I mean like, you know, between like three to five years. Yeah. Like I felt like a secure person in that way. Mm -hmm. And then like my most recent experience, which was like pretty very short term, like months, mm -hmm. um, suddenly, <laughs> I suddenly <laughs> suddenly boom i wake up and i'm fucking anxious as hell yeah. and i just have like such an anxious attachment to that person mm -hmm. because they like never would make me feel um secure and like or you know just wouldn't even give the reassurance and stuff mm -hmm. so i feel like for me thus far it's yeah. been like very dependent on who i'm speaking to mm -hmm. so it's kind of weird that is interesting because they say that your attachment styles can come from like your childhood yeah like how you were brought up if a parent was maybe not as emotionally available in your life like when you grow up then you can like be craving that from exactly. other people or if it's like the opposite um or if they don't give you like that opportunity to be emotional then you're gonna be a person that avoids motion all the time because you don't have experience like actually getting to know how to express your emotions um but when i did research because i didn't do research on this because it was getting a little bad <laughs> like primary research yeah. articles i'm going into some scholarly yeah some scholarly stuff i'm using those databases yeah <laughs> i like went in and like researched it um it can also just like come from relationships like situations yeah. that you're put in that can make you feel like that. So personally, <clears throat> I feel like I am an anxiously attached person and I've been like that since I was a kid because I've also just been anxious since yeah. I was a kid. So I feel like I've always cra craved that kind of like safety mm -hmm. from parents, from like people in my life, friendships, and then it went to relationships as well. And during that time, I was also just so so anxious in general like no matter what like regardless of my relationship how it was going like I was still anxious I just yeah. found a piece of rice on my shirt so yeah. and the salmon <laughs> I cooked dinner tonight and it was really bad but that's besides the point it was good you didn't eat it <laughs> I can imagine it was so bad um I still smell like salmon anyways <laughs> so yeah I think because of that the same way that like your previous situations and relationships kind of affected your attachment style i feel like mine like heightened it too mm -hmm. like i was already an anxious person to begin with and then having to be with somebody who wasn't all the time like giving you that reassurance and also when you're anxiously attached to someone you need more than a normal amount of reassurance yeah you require more from somebody and sometimes people aren't able to like give you that and then that creates like a even more anxious response. Yeah. Because the more they withdraw, like the more you yeah. want it. So Honestly, bad. it's it's like sad to talk about this because when you look at it from like an outsider perspective now that you're not 
in the situation, you can see how kind of like naive, like in a sad way that you were. Yeah. And you're never really going to notice that until you're outside of the situation, I feel like. Or maybe I was pretty self-aware, but I didn't know how to like stop myself from being in those situations. Yeah, I I really agree that you need to be outside of it to have like a clear view on it and kind of know how and where to work on yourself so you don't put yourself in that situation again. Uh It's so (gasps) shitty and like it literally destroys, well, it feels like it's destroying your sense of self. Mm -hmm. Like you're just like, what am I, like what type of person am I? Yeah, like who am I without this person or who am I if I'm not like getting the attention from this person or whatever. Exactly. Yeah. And that's also a really important thing. I feel like your attachment styles, especially talking more about anxious, anxiously attached or being anxiously attached because that's what I have like firsthand experience in, is that it has a lot to do with who you are and your relationship with yourself sometimes even more than your relationship with others. Yeah. Because I feel like if you were securely attached and you didn't need any extra form of reassurance or whatever it might be and you could see your situation with a clearer mind I don't think you would take situations and take them so to heart or take them so like emotionally or with such like a deeper reaction you know what I mean than if you were if you are like an anxious person no but seriously um that's exactly like the realization that I came to after being like, well, I've always felt so secure for the past like five years of my past relationship, yeah. right? And then I'm like, okay, I don't even recognize the person that I became from quote unquote a situationship, yeah. right? Like the anxiously attached person I became from that. And I'm kind of like, oh my God, like what's like literally identity crisis? Cause I'm yeah. just like, who am I? Yeah. But it's, it's seriously opened my eyes because like at this age too, so many things in your life are fluctuating and changing and it helps to see like where you need to work on yourself because you really do need to sometimes like reflect on yourself and be oh, like, oh yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. And that also goes back to relationships just being a lesson in general. Yeah. Relationships or meeting a new person and getting to know them and seeing how you react in those situations because everybody is so different, even in friendships the way that someone might communicate with you or be with their emotions, like open up with you, be vulnerable with you or not be at all. Yeah. And it can be like kind of challenging to even navigate a friendship if you don't have somebody that's as open with you as you are with them. And you're not like... <sighs> like the same communication style, yes, for yes, example. Yes, 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 yes. Yeah. That's why it can be like when you get to this age and you start to take... I mean, I think I was still taking my friendship seriously at the time, but it's like another level. You know what I mean? Yeah. And you start to take your friendships, relationships and stuff a little bit more seriously. That's when your eyes will kind of be like open to, oh, wow. Okay. So this person communicates like this. This person doesn't want to be this vulnerable here, Mm -hmm. or this person doesn't know how to express their emotions. And when you're younger, sometimes you're getting into relationships. Yeah. But I was going to say it has nothing to do with age. Yeah. Because sometimes people at this big age, <laughs> yeah. like like you just know that, you know what I yeah, mean? Because yeah, I yeah. feel like you're self-aware about that stuff. Uh-huh. But some people... That's true. You're right. Like if you're not aware about your own, the way that you communicate and mm-hmm. like your own attachment and stuff like that, like you can't even um, identify in other people. Oh, 100%. It starts with you. Yeah. If you can't see it in yourself, you're going to be blind to it in another person. Yeah. But... Yeah, I guess you're right with that. It comes with experience. It comes with self-awareness and actually looking for it in some way, shape or form. Because in my experience when I was younger and this comes from less experience and less maturity, I wasn't like aware of that whatsoever. So it's like when you go into relationships, you're not looking for certain things that tell you like, oh, this person might not be able to give me what I need because I'm a little bit more anxious because I didn't even know. I knew that I was an anxious person, but I didn't think that that's how I would react in a relationship until it came down to it. So it's like I couldn't look for somebody that would be able to give me what I need. I just did whatever the fuck I wanted to at the time. Just like, okay, this person's cool. I'm like, come, I like him. Let's do it. Literally, it was all so like fairy tale. Yeah, and it's so easy, and like you, you don't like second guess your decisions. You're just like calm, collected, having a good time, and then it hits. Yeah. Now it's like 
you and I especially, yeah, I feel like we think way too much. Like every aspect, if oh you my meet God, someone, yes. you're kind of like, maybe that's from trauma. No, okay. yeah, <laughs> no, but for real, <laughs> like you're just you don't want to be in like a past negative situation that oh, you yeah. once were. So now oh, you're yeah. so like hyper fixated, exactly, on like making sure you don't end up the same way yeah. that you were before. That's my issue, yeah. like nonstop. Literally, I feel like for me as well, from this point forward, is oh yeah, it's all be the same. Oh my god, yeah. We're, we're actually it, the we're same together. We're actually the same yeah. person. You can but, just follow my footsteps. If it works out for me, then <laughs> Okay, please. Then please make it work out. If it works out for me, then you can be like, yay! If not, then like don't do no, it. For real. Because we actually like swapped. I know. Wait, did we kind of swapped our mindsets? A yeah. Little, a little bit. A little bit, yeah. I'm like you in December. Yeah. <laughs> right yeah. now, I'm like fudge this yeah literally for real comes with a little bit of healing comes with a little bit of like literally being by yourself and i'm talking about like getting over a person right now by the way it's like just not paying attention to any like it's like weird but you have to be selfish during this time of your life like i'm not saying like your friends and family like obviously pay attention to them but like i hate you mom (laughs) it's just like being selfish in a way of like not letting people into your energy if they're not like giving you anything yeah you know what's the point exactly you gotta like reboot that for yourself until you're ready to actually try and i feel like you will also feel natural natural yeah and like you want to yeah yeah i'm not not about force yeah i'm really not about that because i i physically can't like, mm-hmm. I, I can't force anything if I'm not... Oh, same. Like, I'm just grossed out, first yeah. of all. Mm-hmm. Um, We're talking about men, by the way. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Um, by yeah. the way, everything that we were talking about there has to do with, like, our own personal experiences. Sorry if it didn't make sense. Yeah. But, but it's like, it might have just made sense to me and Nikki because we're, like, in our own conversation right yeah. now. But we're basically talking about ending situations with other people starting new situations Mm -hmm. and being much more cautious about it because you've learned and you know that you don't want to be in the same situation that you were last time so you have to kind of look for those red flags (laughs) yeah Yeah. if you see if you see a red flag it's not green babe okay like look put your glasses on literally look at it deep in the eye because it just gets more red it does as you go on like it does not get better Uh uh-huh there's yeah. just multiple red flags that pop out exactly that. but now at least like i feel like because i've never dealt with for an example like an avoidant person mm-hmm. um or situation now i kind of, i never knew what the warning signs were yeah right yeah. so i feel like sometimes unfortunately you kind of have to experience to grow and to learn from it because i would have never known how to identify someone who's like avoidant now because mm-hmm. now that i did i kind of know what to look out for that you don't want to be in again exactly and not to like see the red flags as um like they'll change or they'll be good only for you or Mm. you know what else do we say to ourselves yeah (laughs) yeah we're like he's just different yeah he just needs a little bit more love he just needs a little bit more i can fix him fix him guys if you are looking at a man and you're thinking (laughs) you can fix him no you cannot like this is childhood deep deep trauma you guys like he needs therapy yes. like not you <laughs> not he's a therapist <laughs> not you like you're just gonna get yourself hurt yeah i think there's a Damn. fine line between a man that is like super broken let's say or mm-hmm. a woman mm-hmm. who's super broken and has a lot of issues that they have to fix mm-hmm. and somebody who's in that situation but is extremely self-aware and is willing to change not because of you because of them they want to change because that's just the person that they are and even if they've dealt with shit in the past or they've had stuff that's happened to them or previous relationships whatever if they're continuously trying to fix it and not just staying in that little hole where they're like scared and don't want to move forward and don't want to do this and are like completely focused on other aspects of their life that's when it's kind of like okay like stay away from that type of person but if they're giving you (laughs) signs bingo (laughs) bingo no i was just going to say like literally you nailed it and you can't help someone who doesn't want to help themselves yeah period Mm -hmm. so if you see someone who is comfortable in being the way they are yeah just walk away yeah for real literally just walk away that's so true if they're comfortable in the situation that they're in and they're staying in there you don't see any type of like 
movement or mm-hmm. willing to change i think it starts off like obviously there's different this is such a broad subject so it's so different depending on the situation that you're in yeah let's say it's somebody that you've been with for a while and now these like avoidant whatever it might be are getting in the way of a relationship in that circumstance if you see the willingness to try and to change in some effort that can sometimes be enough to like keep it going Mm -hmm. but if it's somebody brand new fresh spanking new (laughs) and you're (laughs) and you're already getting to know them and you're seeing all of that like honestly wholeheartedly like yeah maybe she's literally adding she's looking me dead in the eye she's looking me dead in the eye right now help me guys Oh my god, I was gonna say, maybe it might feel like there's something to work with there, but it's like, why? Yeah. Like, I, yeah. There's just so many people out there, and the chances of you walking towards a man that actually knows what he wants. (laughs) Sorry, I'm getting like really passionate. Like, actually knows what he wants and knows like what his future looks like, what he he wants to be a better person, blah, blah, blah. And not just like career, you know what I mean? Not just folks. Inner. I feel like, yeah, your Mm -hmm. inner soul, Mm -hmm. you know? Your self like growth and stuff like that. If, If someone is not paying attention to them growing as a person, oof yeah Mm-mm. i really don't know how i feel about Mm-mm. that not not good things <laughs> it's not good i feel like everybody especially i mean at least the people in my world right now at our age i feel like are really focused like our friends yeah. like the people around us are like super focused on like w- fixing themselves growing and like we're at that age where it's like okay big girl shit like let's get our big girl panties on and yeah. find out what we're doing in our lives and blah 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 so it's it's weird. I actually, I'm thinking about it right now. And literally every single one of us, mm-hmm. like I can, are all like that. In yeah. That same we're in mindset. this like phase and, and we wouldn't be able to say the same five years ago. Yeah. We were, I don't think I was thinking about this type of stuff. It's weird we're because about now I party. feel like, yeah, I, I can never escape <laughs> yes. this anymore. Me too. <laughs> like I'm, I'm too self-aware. <laughs> <laughs> it's to a point where I'm like, you feel like you always need to be fixing yourself. Yeah quote unquote fixing yourself yeah. not that you need even have anything to be fixed guys mm-hmm. you know you're fine just existing as a human being yeah because it can be exhausting thinking about constantly needing to improve yeah but yeah i feel like if i see like a flaw in myself i'm like oh immediately like i need to fix that it's it's a little bit um a little bit of a toxic situation it's draining. yeah i think the same exact thing to be honest because if I'm speaking super personally, when I was going through my breakup, that was like the main thing that I was like, this is my mental goal right now is like healing myself through this. And then when I got through that, I was like, oh my God, I'm chilling. I'm cruising. I'm <laughs> You're good. like, what's next, baby? What's next, baby? Give it to me, world. <laughs> and then something else happens. <laughs> and I'm like, You're like Boom. oh, I'm like, okay, so there's more. There's more to heal. There's more to work through. There's more that I need to figure out. And I'm like, okay, oh now we're God. back on that horse. We're back on that horse and we're back on healing. What? The attachment style inside of me. You know what? Like the only thing is that I don't necessarily like mm-hmm. is I feel like anxious people are always compromising more than the avoidant people. 100%. It's so unfair, man. Like we're I always so the too. ones to be like, let me meet him more like let me meet him halfway yeah, let or me her do this. or whatever like yeah. let me meet this person more and then mm-hmm. the avoidant is always just kind of chilling kind of sitting there and like letting it happen yeah because i think experiencing like situations within an avoidant person i think that they're they have so much going on in their heads yeah. and they don't know how to express it like they don't know how to go about it when anxious people still have a lot going on in their heads but they're gonna do something because they feel helpless they feel like they need to do something but avoidant people will do the opposite they'll back away because there's too much going on that they can't handle it they'll just pull away yeah the easier yeah. option because to them it's the easier option when in reality if we think about it i think facing the issue is a lot easier because yeah, then you work through too. it and it's and, done yeah like, and it's done you can wipe on. your hands clean and you're good to go and you're like on to the next but and leaving shit unresolved oh actually gives me nightmares me too nikki honestly i just having multiple things in my life unresolved from like multiple different people and situations i think i'd actually i don't think i would make it no i think in that situation like do not sign me up for that ever because i will not voluntarily put myself in that position Uh uh-uh yes sometimes though i i like not gonna lie i do wish that 
I'm like, oh, I wish I was freaking avoidant at this point. Because mm. being attached, not, not attached, sorry, being like um, anxiously yeah, or yeah. more emotional even yeah. just in general, not yeah. even like anxious. It's just like so, I mean, you like you get hurt more, mm-hmm. right? Because you you're more. You feel things more. Yeah. But it's also a beautiful It is a thing. beautiful experience. Cause, but you are also kind of more vulnerable yeah. than avoidant people. Mm-hmm. Hence why they're avoidant because they don't want to get hurt. Mm-hmm. So makes sense to be honest i mean go off guys i mean go off i wish i was yes. avoided Holy shit. we're just projecting out of Chelsea. Yeah. we just wish we were you honestly i feel like i don't know if there's a mix of anxious and avoidant but i think i'm in that right now it's a double homicide right yeah there. i'm in a double homicide situation because obviously there's a part of me that doesn't want to be hurt in the same way that i was heartbreak is not fun but don't you feel like that's influenced from previous yeah Yeah. and then depending on who you're who you deal with like in the future or like present or whatever Mm -hmm. um it like kind of re-triggers things from your past but in a different way Uh uh-huh a hundred percent and it's like does that mean certain areas are like need to be healed like it's so confusing i think a hundred percent it does yeah i think attachment styles are literally a sign of like what you need to heal within yourself in order to be secure and like obviously you're never gonna have a perfect relationship you're never gonna have a situation where you don't ever feel an ounce of anxiety or you don't ever want to like run away and avoid a problem like it's just that's life but it's when it becomes a consistent pattern is that when it should be like a sign to like be like oh okay maybe there's something inside of me that like i'm not trusting of myself enough or i'm not you know don't have enough self-worth or whatever it might be so yeah then you crave it from another person yeah and that's what can happen a lot in an anxious attachment style and it's only kind of shown, or maybe not only, I don't want to say that, but usually it's shown when you're with someone yeah. versus being alone because a lot of things aren't even shown until you are with yeah. someone in a romantic way. Even mm-hmm. if it's just like, not you don't, you're not even dating, but yeah. just kind of like, I hate this word, but our generation and like situationships mm-hmm. or whatever, like mm-hmm. even if you're in that and it's past the friendship level, mm-hmm. like you just see things in yourself that you never did when you were single. Exactly. Which is weird. Okay, so I guess we can talk about now what's what would be considered a healthy attachment versus an unhealthy attachment. Oh, there's a lot. So I think that some some signs of a healthy attachment, because attachment's going to happen regardless. That's what happens when you like fall in love with someone. You're going to be attached to them. Yeah. But... There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss plushcare.com slash weight loss <laughs> unfortunately <laughs> there is nothing we can do about, I mean about that one but then it wouldn't be as great would it i know right love wouldn't be the same if you didn't like really you weren't really attached to someone then you yeah. it was just like okay it's like i've noticed that even now it's like i'm not even afraid of liking someone i'm afraid of the attachment yeah because that can be even worse mm-hmm. than liking someone i guess what we have to be afraid of is unhealthy attachment because you're oh, gonna yeah, be attached that. regardless you know what i mean and yeah. like the shame of it all is that because you get attached to somebody no matter what it's gonna be hard if that relationship ends regardless if it's a healthy attachment or an unhealthy attachment unhealthy attachments are going to be way freaking harder exactly because you've like become obsessed and addicted to this person in a way that like is too much but in a healthy way it's still going to affect you because you're still attached to that person but i think a healthy attachment would be when you have your life you have that person's life and then you have a life created between the both of you but there's still a really big divide between your life and the life that you share not every aspect of your life is conjoined with Mm -hmm. that person and even that goes like if you're married that you still have aspects of your life that don't revolve around that person i feel like though sometimes as much as you want to do that like what if you just you literally are with someone for a while and then it just inevitably becomes an unhealthy attachment you don't even know where it went wrong yeah i mean that can happen it's so confusing and hard for me to distinguish between 
healthy and unhealthy because I definitely feel like I agree with you with the whole like um you become addicted and like obsessed Mm -hmm. that's when you know or if your whole mood and kind of just general feelings are altered so much by that person either what that person says to you or if they like speak to you that day or whatever then you know it's kind of unhealthy yeah. because it's affecting your entire day or entire whatever like yeah week like or... everything that you have to do that day that's in the back of your head yeah and that's tough yeah that's not a good situation to be in because as much as you love and care for a person they shouldn't have control over every aspect of your life and that's kind of why I say like separate different aspects because you don't want to have to be relying on one person for everything like let's say if we're talking about friendships work life family life personal life and then your relationship you don't want that person to have it i mean they're gonna obviously be involved in these things Mm -hmm. but you don't want to have to rely on them for all of these things like if you're going out with your friends you need this person to be with you or if you're going to a family function, you need this person to be with you. Yeah. Or if you're doing something for work and you need this person to be a part of it, blah, blah, blah. You know, at that point, it's like, I think at least, I think people might have experiences where it works out fine and where it's healthy potentially. But I think that's when like, it's too much. And that's based on experience. <laughs> that's on experience. Yeah, that's on experience, baby. Period. Because I've, <laughs> I've had situations where I'm like, wait do i have anything for myself yeah, like guys, is there anything we don't, we don't know what healthy attachment is <laughs> let me just tell you unhealthy yeah. so you know what to avoid yeah exactly because i think at that point it's like whoa you've you've relied too much on one person Ooh, i have such a good answer to your question that you just had a couple seconds ago when you said how do you know when it changes from something healthy to something Ooh. unhealthy i think that when it's healthy at the beginning it feels healthy at least because you feel like you're being so fulfilled by one person, right? They're your friend, they're your lover, they're your romantic partner, they help you in life, they do this for you, blah, blah, blah. So you just look for every source of like dopamine, like serotonin, um, oxytocin, whatever <laughs> those drugs are that you like get on day to day from one human being. Yeah. Like you rely solely on that. You don't look for any of that in any other aspect of your life through your friends in your work in your family life because you're getting it from one person so then that can become unhealthy when something changes boom (laughs) bingo when that person maybe stops giving you as much time because they just i don't know are fucking busy yeah when they like go on a work trip for a week and you're like holy shit what am i gonna do with myself that one person that's fueling me is gone and guys, right? literally the cure, get hobbies. <laughs> no, for real. Get a fucking job. Yeah. I think it has to do with balance too. It's yeah. like, just know that there's so much more that you can get these happy, good feelings from. And also it should come from you. Yeah. A lot of it should come from you. And if that's not happening, then that's where you start. And just kind of like doing things that make you happy. So that's where I said, like, you know, find hobbies and keep yourself busy. Because honestly, like when I'm not busy versus when I am, like you just have more time for your mind to wander and kind of just be so fixated on that thing that's giving you, like you said, all the drugs, the dopamine, not drugs, sorry. Drugs? I guess they're technically drugs in the brain, substances, chemicals. (laughs) (laughs) embarrassing i'm a nursing student (laughs) anywho yeah so those um little thinglings doing their thing in your brain chemicals boom Mm -hmm. converting into happiness so Mm -hmm. yeah like i just feel like you need to for sure just be man everything just comes at the end of the day just focus on yourself yeah literally don't forget i think that's when it can become unhealthy is when you just forget because you just you let your guard down when you start liking someone and and then you feel comfortable to let your guard down and then you're kind of like okay like this person you feel like secure with them then boom they're out the door no <laughs> they're gone baby they're fucking gone. you never know <laughs> when they're gonna go you never know oh my god wow oh Keep i have a thing scary. if it's healthy this is something that maybe you can do to check to check yourself mentally mm-hmm. if you're in a relationship right now not to scare you because i remember hearing this on emma chamberlain's podcast two years ago okay really? yeah she said this one thing that I'm about to say. If you're in a relationship right now and 
in two weeks time it ended do you feel like you would be okay like you would end up being okay no matter what happens in the relationship or not that is such a good question yeah that's like pretty important question like judge how you feel when you hear that question if you're like oh my god my world would fucking end and you wouldn't be able to survive yeah (laughs) yeah that says a lot it's crazy i feel like both of us have had that thought in our heads before Mm -hmm. and we both like knew like the way that we answered like you know you're like this is not healthy yeah because i feel like i would actually physically die yeah oh my god yeah it seriously says a lot about your situation depending on how you even just feel about that question obviously you're going to be in pain no matter what if you're anxiously attached if you're whatever but in the moment just hearing the question you're not gonna feel all the emotions that come with it but do you feel like you would be okay that's what you have to like kind of figure out mentally if not like i said these are all signs to like on based on like okay what do i have to work on myself then and sometimes unfortunately in my experience it takes not being in a relationship to work on it yeah and i feel like honestly like i mean take this with a grain of salt yeah but i feel like sometimes it's okay if you find yourself like wrapped up in an unhealthy attachment because honestly when i'm looking at people around me and it happens to literally everyone yeah it seems right. it seems like it it's like very normal and common that people develop unhealthy attachments in their life because it just comes naturally like you're with someone for super long and I don't know, like maybe some people are out there and they really actually do have healthy attachments with yeah. people they've been with like for years. Mm-hmm. So I don't know, but I'm just speaking from like myself, I guess. Um, it just happens because you just become so used to a person. Mm-hmm. And then I don't even know, like, I guess it comes with like experience. And then if, you know, it sucks if something like something like that ends mm-hmm. and then you kind of have to learn, oh, I did have like an unhealthy attachment to that yeah. person, but you will be okay. Like it sucks probably way more for you than mm-hmm. for someone else yeah. that was like in a healthy attachment mm-hmm. but like you will get through it no matter yeah. what like both people both sides would get through 100%. it. 100 percent. Yeah. yeah coming from somebody very anxiously anxious that's it period and like going through a breakup where the attachment was super super strong and i didn't think i was gonna make it not that like mm-hmm. you know i'm not saying i was gonna die but it f- sure as hell felt like i was going to yeah so and i'm cool i'm exactly i'm I'm good took time and a lot of work but if you guys want to hear more about that go to my heartbreak episode oh my god yeah (laughs) this is a little bit off topic i think what do you think about the phrase if he wanted to he would because this does have a lot to do with attachment styles too in a sense because we can believe oh if he wanted to he would be doing this he'd be doing that have you communicated it, babe? Yeah. Have does he know? Is he aware? Are you Every aware? person is different, man. Like yeah. literally, I get it. They want to say there's like a general rule. Mm-hmm. And maybe for 80%, or I don't even know, whatever, like people that you've met that were like that. But there's people that like they want to and they just can't. Yeah. I feel I feel like there actually are people like that. Mm-hmm. And they just or not even that they can't, they don't know how. And therefore, they do not. Yeah. So. I think so, too. And it's funny that it actually does relate so well with, like, attachment styles. Because when you're saying, like, (laughs) they might want to but don't know how, that can be so avoidant. Yeah. Right? (laughs) Yeah. Okay. It's like they feel like, or even they feel like they're doing something that you asked for, but like to our eyes it's like no you're not doing what i asked but they think that they are because does that even make sense yeah like so much miscommunication basically Mm -hmm. because if you are dealing with someone who is secure then you can you know communicate that with them and then hopefully they'll understand where you're coming from but if maybe you're dealing with someone where communication isn't there yeah and they're kind of avoidant then it's a little bit difficult because then like they are seeing something in such a different lens than you are yeah. and you're like what the hell like if he if he or she wanted to they would mm-hmm. but then they're on their end like they're not even seeing it the way that you are mm-hmm. like people are so different like yeah. not everyone Complex. thinks the way that you do it also has a lot to do about your past 
yeah so much to do about how you were raised Mm -hmm. even you Mm -hmm. know the thing about that is that if you grew up in like a really really different situation than let's say somebody that you're in a relationship with you need to be willing to explain that to them and understand them if they are explaining it to you and that's the only way to like get to a common ground of how you're going to be able to communicate how you're going to be able to figure out problems let's say yeah because if you don't do that you're just acting based off of your past which everybody is at the end of the day but there's no context the other person doesn't have a single ounce of context as to why you act the way that you do yeah so i think that's important too and even just you know adding on to what you just said Mm -hmm. it's important kind of to see the difference though because some people like with what you just described they actually kind of i guess want to put an effort to even open up in that way Mm -hmm. because if you're dealing with someone who does not want to speak about their past nothing yeah doesn't even want to communicate Mm -hmm. then like what do you you know yeah you're (laughs) kind of screwed to be honest you know what i mean it's not even they kind of even if they're dealing with those issues of like i want to but i can't but then there's in no shape or form communicating that or showing the effort of that yeah then you're stuck Mm -hmm. so you kind of have to see a little bit so i guess sometimes it's so weird it's a lot of trial and error with these situations sometimes people are just not compatible too yeah they just like simply do not work together even if you try 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 and maybe you have good chemistry and maybe you have like are good friends but the compatibility of like people that are able to communicate with each other and that being probably one of the biggest parts of a relationship if you can't communicate properly and that goes the same with arguments discussions like all that in communication i don't think it's really gonna work out too great for you girly to be honest with you yeah personally i feel like i'm always seeing things on social media especially tiktok man my fyp yeah is that fyp day okay it sounded weird um and it's all like if he wanted to he would and then it makes you like trip out about the person or whatever Mm -hmm. and it's so like i said it's very case by case people (laughs) so oh yeah like you guys gotta look at the person and see because it's not a generalized thing Mm -hmm. and i don't even know because sometimes i've seen situations i guess you could say been in situations Mm -hmm. where someone is like telling me keyword guys verbally telling me that they want to do something but here's my question so when they're verbally telling you they want to do something but it's hard for them so let's say they say i want to open up or i want to um communicate better but it's Mm -hmm. really really hard for me yeah so they're telling you these things right but then their actions nothing after that after expressing that to you is leading is showing kind of the effort of wanting to change that Mm -hmm. So what do you say to that? Do you say, oh, if he wanted to, he would? Mm. Or do you say he like has his own, you know, things? He simply cannot. Yeah. It's so weird. See, flashback to when I said at, at a certain point during this podcast, when I said, if they're simply trying, like mm-hmm. you see effort, physical, like tangible effort not just words so you think that's the only way that you would know if someone's trying if i can see a difference because yes they could be trying okay don't get me wrong they could be really trying internally and like trying to do something about the way like let's say they're having no progress in like opening up to you Mm -hmm. or whatever it might be and they could be trying on the inside but it's not showing you're not you're not receiving what they're trying to do yeah and i think that just means that it's not enough for you because another person might see it they might see that okay yeah he is trying and that's enough but if you feel like you're not seeing anything that like gives you any like proof that there's any kind of like change happening then that's not enough for you as a person yeah and that's important because everybody's different like you said so you need them to meet your standard and your expectation if they don't then like i said some people are just not compatible yeah and some people just shouldn't be in relationships too sorry i'm just gonna say it so yeah i feel like (laughs) some people just for sure need to kind of uh you know spend take a a step back and even if you are 
like let's say you're not even you know like in a serious relationship and you are just working on yourself just leave people alone man (laughs) (laughs) dead ass like like, stop like seriously because you know what you're hurting people yeah i'm going off right now (laughs) because then you're affecting other people and like people underestimate the way the influence not influence man the effect yeah that they have on others oh yeah like you think to you it's like oh whatever like, like that person doesn't really like care that yeah much. but you have no idea what's going on through that person's head and like what mm-hmm. you're doing and how it affects them mm-hmm. and how your trauma is like going on to them and now their trauma from you is gonna go to the next person oh my gosh yeah and it's like a whole that's why that's always that's so important too like you saying your trauma is going to recycle onto the next person like it's sad but it's unfortunately so true and that's why i feel like in order to have like some kind of success in like a future situation if you're holding on to like issues from the past it's either not move forward until you've healed those issues within yourself Mm -hmm. But sometimes you need to be with another person in order to heal future. Does that make sense? It's in like order- who's the guinea pig out yeah, here? Like, which one wants to help me? <laughs> Who wants to help heal me? But it's true Come though, on. because you won't feel, you won't even know you have more left to heal until you meet another person and little things are being triggered. And then you're like, oh shit. Okay, wait, hold on. And they're, some people don't like that too because yeah. they, they're seeing themselves like you are yes. showing parts of themselves that they don't like or they don't they, want to heal. Yeah. So they're like, okay. So that's when you get an avoidant person that leaves Boom. that situation. Bingo. Bingo. Literally. So mm-hmm. right on the dot, you're just like, that person's like, okay, I don't like this. Yeah. I don't like feeling this way. Yeah. So I'm going to leave and yeah. I'm going to go find someone else that makes me happy and I get the endorphins from. And For as soon as term, it gets real, it, I'm dipping. I'm <laughs> Yeah, that's exactly what they do. Yeah. Oh my god, yeah, it's, it's kind of tragic so because in that pattern, you're not going to fix yourself, and you're just going to get tired. And you're not going to. Gonna, you're missing out on so many real, genuine connections, yeah. and missing out on pure people mm-hmm. that would actually like give a fudge about you. Yeah. By the way, guys, don't mind my fudge. I'm on a swearing cleanse. Are you actually? No. Oh, <laughs> I was like, Nikki. Oh my god, good job. <laughs> not at all, babe. <laughs> I want to go into a question because we got to wrap it up soon. I want to go into a question that I got from somebody um, on a DM. And I thought it was kind of interesting because it did have a lot to do with attachment styles. So I'm going to read it out. I'm going to keep it anon too. My boyfriend and I have been together for a year and a half and I've loved every moment of it. However, I've been in situations finding myself looking at his followers, seeing if there's prettier girls than me who have followed him, liking his photos and thinking that he's interested in them more than me, even though he's done nothing but be an amazing boyfriend. I'm not sure if this is an insecurity-based thing or the idea of being scared to lose him, but I really want to find ways to stop this habit as I've never used to be like this before. P.S. I'm in love with your podcast in every aspect you speak about it. Enjoy your day, lovely. Thank you, girly. Love you. Let's try and break this down a little bit and help her out here. Are we really going to open up the topic about your significant other and social media and following Uh, and likes? That's a hard one. That's a rough one. But I also, okay. Lots of different opinions. Yeah, there's so many opinions and I hear so many opinions about it too and like how different people handle that. I think keep it respectful yeah like what do you think you Mm -hmm. personally i think keep it respectful i don't think you should be commenting on like girls pics i don't i mean the likes to me is kind of like if i don't see it i won't think about it's whatever but like also just liking things that you don't need to like like half-ass naked pictures of women like following like every social yeah every social influencer blah 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 that's a little like when you go through his followings you're like holy shit (laughs) like holy shit chantelle jeffries (laughs) holy shit summer ray love you chantelle (laughs) yo summer ray oh my god if you see summer ray run back out no yeah social media is such a difficult one to me personally i think the girls that are actually that this person knows rank higher in the oh my god than like an influencer or famous person because you're not gonna get megan fox babe yeah 
Sorry. That's true. Kourtney Kardashian's not going to go for you. Addison Rae? She's not there. Absolutely not. Not <laughs> even Kendall Addison. Jenner? Uh-uh. She doesn't like you. Not going to happen. Yeah. I think if you're like going and like posting these girls' pictures like on your story or like <laughs> something like that, like that's like extra. You know what I mean? Oh my God. And even commenting. I've seen dudes with girlfriends commenting on like pictures of girls, like famous girls. I'm like, bro, what's the point? Even if you're single, what's the point? <laughs> like, they just think that one in a million yeah, chance. That's like embarrassing yeah. for real. Anyways, <laughs> it's actually so that's funny. like a whole nother subject. <laughs> but like, I think that you have to be at a level of like understanding that social media is social media. Mm-hmm. Right. And like, once it crosses a level of respect is when you have a problem whatever that means to you I yes guess. and i different. think that what would be discussed in your relationship as like what's crossing a boundary don't be dming girls probably would be one that would cross a boundary don't be following a bunch of new girls that you don't know things like that yeah yeah because i feel like if you're dating someone personally i'm speaking personally here and if you um just write like when you're already dating that person and then you begin to start following girls that you don't know Mm. let's say like i guess even if they were famous yeah maybe i would feel a type of not i don't even know i don't want to say famous like kendall jenner yeah because if you all of a sudden follow kendall jenner that's fine whatever Mm -hmm. it's kendall jenner yeah (laughs) but like let's say you follow tiktokers Mm. who aren't famous but they kind of have a little bit of a following and i see you following like all these pretty tiktoker girls after we started dating it's a little bit weird to me like i'm not gonna lie i'm just kind of like why what we're trying to say here is first of all it depends on what you've discussed with your partner with what's respectful yeah because i've seen honestly i've seen some girls say um don't like other girls pictures even if they're not half naked i don't like it period yeah. and then the uh, the guy i guess just respects that mm-hmm. but i've also seen girls literally not give a flying fudge about yeah. a like on a photo mm-hmm. so then for them it's totally fine yeah for her obviously it seems it's an issue like she's hurt by it yeah right so it's so iffy because it comes to a point where it's like is this an insecurity where you need to work on yourself and let him do him? Mm-hmm. Or do you speak to him about it and kind of are like, yeah, you know, I'm insecure about this, mm-hmm. but just don't question it and just <laughs> stop doing it. <laughs> just don't, just don't, don't do it again. Just don't do it again. It's so Wait, weird. Wait, but I think that she's saying she's the one going through his followers. Yeah. And okay. seeing that girls have followed him and are liking his pictures, oh. thinking that he could potentially see that and be more interested in those girls versus her. Oh, okay. Got so it. I think in that aspect, it has a lot to do with insecurity because this is like a level of overthinking that's like really high because the chances of that being true are probably pretty slim. But I also think that there's a level of, do your insecurities come from something that your boyfriend has done? Yeah. Or is it something internal in you that you feel like maybe you're lacking a little bit of something within yourself i don't know see that's a question that you have to ask but she also did say that he's done nothing to her and been a great boyfriend so she clarified that yes so i think that it could be definitely an insecurity based thing and also bringing it back to the attachment style could definitely have a lot to do with if you've started to create an anxious attachment to somebody because that can make your brain go in ten thousand different directions of i don't want to lose this person and your brain is going to go to everything that's a possibility of losing this person and freak out about it. And you feel kind of like less than them. Yeah. Like you, they're such a better thing than you mm-hmm. and you don't want to lose that. Yeah. That actually makes me sad because really I remember sad. feeling like that. Yeah. I remember like losing so much like confidence in myself and just being extremely oh insecure. Literally. Yeah. And like it all happens as like a result of you creating this attachment to somebody and just simply fearing losing them so much that like your self-worth starts to go down and your confidence starts to go down and then you start doing things like this like looking through his followers or like looking through his likes whatever and it can be really damaging to you because a lot of the times this person didn't do anything to make you feel insecure yeah if they did it's a different story 
but I think that mostly has to do with you working on elements of how can you build your confidence back up. It's so much easier said than done. A hundred percent. Because we've all been there where like your insecurity will take over and you're kind of blowing things out of proportion and Mm -hmm. seeing things in such a different light than they really are. Because like she said, he's been a great boyfriend. Yeah. But it really does come from working on yourself and that insecurity. Because, you know, it could be not really fair to him Mm -hmm. to kind of be like, especially for this, like he's not, you know, quote unquote doing anything. Yeah. Yeah. So it's just kind of something that you would need to work on yourself because Mm -hmm. then it doesn't feel good on the other side, you know, having someone portray their insecurities on you yeah, because then you kind of get overwhelmed and that's Mm -hmm. how like you create that avoidant attachment. Sorry, avoidant, anxious dynamic. Yeah, that's so true. I was going to say there's no harm in explaining it to your boyfriend, but I kind of take that back in a sense. There can be harm in it. But it's a matter of how you go about explaining your insecurities in a way that's like not being like, this is your fault, fix it. Yeah. (laughs) And a lot of men will think that when you bring a problem to them, they need to fix it. So maybe think like maybe say it in a way that's like, listen, I want to explain this to you so you know how I feel right now. I'm feeling a little bit more insecure than usual. Things like this are worrying me. I don't need you to do anything, but I just want you to be aware of that because if it changes the way that I act, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, I'm just telling you. <laughs> I'm just letting you know. You ain't got to do nothing. <laughs> they always think, right? They're yeah. Like, oh I was like, oh my God, what do I do? Oh, another problem. Like, oh, no, and that's why just, guys are like that. Like, it's we're so just annoying. Talking. Like, let me, let me rant. Yeah, babe. I'm just expressing. Let me express the way that I feel. That's why me and you can have our voice memos of 45 minutes long. They go back and forth and we're, we're just like, <laughs> no, I totally get it. <laughs> it's like, no wonder that they don't want to hear that. oh my god oh my gosh yeah so girly i think that it has a lot to do with a little bit of a a deeper maybe slightly not to say in a bad way but like unhealthy attachment that could potentially be going on that you have to there's just signs that of things you need to work on within yourself and like i said i don't think if you go about it the right way there's any harm in explaining that to him yeah so good luck I wish you the best of luck and I yeah, hope we pray for you. And I honestly, if there's anything that I can give you the most advice on, stay off of his socials. Stay off of it. Stay yeah. off of it. Please. <laughs> It'll save you just a lot of overthinking. That and, whole of like looking oh through my their God, following. It's awful. And back when Instagram had the whole um, oh my God. I wasn't order. crazy at that time, so I never got to see it. <gasps> you never got to experience it. No, I never that. got to experience it. You know it was up until like like a month ago. No, it was not. They a oh, month. I'll tell you in private. Oh, I did not know that. <laughs> there was they a popped way. it back. When up. there's a will, there's a no way. way. I tried everything. Duh. They did. No, but for real, it's like a rabbit hole. Because once you go like down that hole, it's like your daily routine, like your morning yeah, newspaper. It's like no, for real, it's a pattern. <laughs> You're like, let me check today. And let see. me see anyone new. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, and, it's it, bad. and it honestly comes from seriously, like. It comes from insecurity because once you feel so strongly and you have that like strong sense of self about yourself, mm-hmm. you're not, um, you'll be like, okay, well, if this person wants to go with these other girls, like, okay, then yeah, like, like go off. Yeah. I know what I am and what I bring to the table mm-hmm. and then you don't even deserve me anyways. Yeah. Like boom. True. See, you know? these are the different mindsets. Yeah. Like if you're looking at it in a fearful lens where you're like, don't have that self-worth and don't have that like type of confidence you're gonna be like what the fuck am i gonna do without them they would leave me for somebody that's better than me when in reality like nikki said like your stance on it should be good luck to you like if you're leaving me good Good riddance good luck and good riddance because you're gonna need it baby literally because you're missing out on all this yeah it's like okay so you're you're just not for me yeah it's fine like i'm i know who i am so i'll be okay yeah yeah i love that I love that energy. I wish it was ingrained into my brain. Maybe one day I'll get there. We're almost there. We're almost there. We're making our way up. Yeah. Okay, guys. I think we're going to wrap it up here. I literally have to pee so badly. Do you? Yeah. I've been like sitting like super uncomfortably for the past like 10 minutes because I've had to pee so bad. Because I was like, we're going to be done anyways. Oh. Yeah. But yeah, thank you so much for being on here. Thank you for having me. I hope we made sense. I know. I hope we did too. (laughs) I really, really hope we did too. Um, like always, don't forget to rate the podcast and go onto my Instagram at Between You and Me Podcast and follow it. This is actually the last episode of my season. <gasps> episode number ten. Season. Finale. You were in my finale. How's it feel? Wow, we should have done something special. Crazy. Too bad I didn't have enough time to like plan this. 
Okay, I'm seriously going to pee my pants. Okay. All right, guys, I love you. Thank you for being here for season number two on Between You and Me podcast. Have a great, wonderful day, and I will talk to you in my next season of the podcast. Okay. Bye, guys. Bye. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Mm. 